That is like the worst pirate impression. Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! do this. Hello and welcome to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm your host, Ross Miller, and this week I'm joined by the queen of cosplay herself, it's Karina. Arr. <laughs> that was like the worst pirate impression. <laughs> what, what was? Was that a pirate impression? Was. Supposedly. That was really bad. You know, when you go to, you think that's a good idea, and then as you're doing it, you decide, no, that's that's really not a good idea. Oh no, you have to commit. If you're going to go pirate, you have to go exactly. Like commit fully. If, if you withdraw halfway through, it's never <laughs> going to work. You're going to end up sounding like a farmer. But I well, think that's what I did sound like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the two of us this week because we're recording at a different time. Mainly, um, we're recording on the day that we release so that we can give our thoughts on the Sea of Thieves beta. So thank you, Karina, for getting up at this time in the morning to chat uh, because we never record at 9am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too early, too early. It is far too early. It is far too early. But look, let's get straight into it. The reason why we're recording late is because the Sea of Thieves beta has been around for about 18 hours now. Now, I know that we've both played it because we're playing it together yesterday, but I want to hear your thoughts now that finally we can have a chat about the beta. It was so good. It's <laughs> so so good. I got one question though. Were the chickens? Oh, so you referred to the fact that there's chickens in the trail and you haven't found them? Maybe we just haven't found them. I know. I thought there was a, there's an island called Chicken Island, and I, I was expecting you know a massive flock of chickens, or at least one from the trailer. And you know, no chickens. I was disappointed. Oh. I wanted I wanted a ship companion, but nothing. Just not, have to wait for the release. Am I not a good enough companion for you? Unfortunately well, not. Not oh, quite no. got that uh, feathery, feathery aspect. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> but overall, of course, you know, like part of the NDA is we can't talk. Both of us have visited Drea. Both of us have been in the Alpha for a while. We, we haven't really talked about it because we can't do the NDA and, and we can only talk about our experiences in the beta. But have you enjoyed yourself? I, I noticed you kept on playing after I went offline last night. You know, what? what is some of the highlights? What's your overall thoughts about the beta so far? It's so pretty. Uh, the sea and the sky, especially um, the sky at night, is incredibly pretty. Uh, definitely my favourite time of the day, uh, except when it's storm. But even the weather, the weather, the weather's pretty stunning. I'm quite excited because I play on the at the moment. Um, I do have the original Xbox with me, but we do have an X, and it'd be nice to kind of see it on the X as well because I bet I bet that's absolutely stunning. Um, yeah. But let me see my favourite bits. I think the favourite bits are the bits you're not so like you, it's not part of the quests uh, you know the, the drinking getting drunk putting your teammates in the brig just because it's funny uh, you know what I mean Go, throwing people overboard I, th- I think I think the bits that that you know they leave the players to are the best bits yeah well, I, I agree with you you know as a giant sandbox they, they pitched it as a giant sandbox that you can go and do what you would like to do in the world that they've created and the 
getting drunk and spewing on other people and and having fun about that has definitely been the highlight for me, you know. But is there longevity in that? Um, I think so. I reckon because I mean, at the end of the day, they, uh, in the Clay's Bayer, there was a few, you know, customization uh, customizations, and I feel like maybe they could add some really funny items into there I, I, don't, I don't know what like i don't know maybe maybe like a parrot or like you say you know an eye patch or even i don't know maybe maybe they could add i was gonna say sound effects i like the fact they've added i don't know if you spotted but they've added essentially emotes um yeah. well, not emotes but you can dance you can clap you can sit um I, I'd, it'd be nice if they do continue with the personalization of it um which i think they have to because i mean yeah it might get boring I, I think it will eventually get boring but then again that's what makes sea of thieves so maybe you know that's what gives it that extra touch so hopefully they do keep up with that so yeah like we had some some folks on from rare um, not too long ago and it was all about progression so we, we've seen some of that in the beta we've seen the fact that you can you can customize yourself um, I think I bought a, a commander's outfit or something like that. Oh, I like uh, the admiral stuff. Yeah, there's admiral. Really that's nice what admiral. it was. Yeah. Um, although, yeah, and for those that, that wonder how you want to emote, you you hold down on the D pad, or you, if you hold directions on the D pad, different things will come up. Like if you're sailing the ship, you can you can shout instructions, for example. Like drop the sails, do that, raise the anchor. You can you can do non audible. Um, instructions by holding one of the D pads, which is which is fantastic for for those that don't have a mic, for example. Um, but let, let's get straight into it. We we've been playing for a little bit of a, a, a time now, you know, quite a few hours. How are the quests for you? Wait, give give me an example of one of the quests that you, you've managed to do. Another quest. Oh, okay. Uh, I know of a quest that I'm looking forward to. Actually, I'll first of all I'll mention the first quest. Now, if Obviously, this does include some spoilers, um, although obviously it's everywhere. But one of the favorite quests is there's a chest that cries, which even though it's a great chest because it gives you a lot of money, um, it's very, very difficult to manage. So essentially, this certain chest, I can't remember the name of it, uh, when it cries, it essentially um, uh, sinks the ship or floods the ship. And, floods um, it, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not too bad when it's... Um, it's not too bad when it's on like a team because the team essentially can, you know, you can book it out the water, you can team up, you can, that's fine, you can keep managing it. But when you're on your own, that is a total different story. And I think that's what I like. Despite whether you're with your friends or not, it's a total different experience. And trying to manage that quest on your own, trying to sail a boat, looking for out, out for rocks and other ships. At the same time, you've got a chest that's crying and flooding your boat and you're panicking it's very, it's funny because you know you're just running around the boat like some manic, but but no, that is definitely one of the favourite quests um, or quest ideas. Just just the fact they're personalising the chests. But I am looking forward. There is one that I've heard. I haven't found it yet. That uh, makes you drunk while you've got the chest in your hand. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to find that one, just to see how hard it is to actually take it back to your ship while you know you're you're wandering around the island because you can't walk straight. I want that in real life. How much <laughs> money would that save me? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> it's like the guy at the party who's holding the chest. It's just like, yeah, that's Chesty Ross. I don't know what that means. He's always drunk. But <laughs> um, like, yeah, the, the crime chest. So we, we were playing a game last night with the crime chest, um, and and you know we were 
having to adapt how we play because usually you've got four people above ship, um, you know, doing different things. But a couple of us were having to go down under um, to, to try and get the water at the ship as, when it was crying. And um, when we got off, when we got to the next part of the quest, we actually took the chest off the ship and left it on the beach. Because if you leave it when you, on the ship, when you come back, the ship might not be there. It might be sank. But also, it, I think that that chest snores when it's not crying. Because <laughs> I wasn't I sure if know, you'd actually. fallen asleep. <laughs> because, actually, that, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I, I was standing about and I could hear snoring coming. I was like, that, that's coming from the captain's quarters. And I mean, I knew you were standing there, but also the chest was there. So I'm assuming that when the chest's not crying, it snores. But um, I like the fact that these chests have got different game, you know, gameplay changing mechanics. You know, you have to think about it. And as you said, if you get this on a solo ship, or you're driving through a storm. Trying oh, to manage everything so whilst a, sh- a, a, a chest is crying in the background. You're having to weigh up, is the money worth it? Am I going to make it back to try and cash this chest in? I, I just really, really don't know. But one thing uh, I, I will say is that the solo ship is fun, but you have to admit, this is a game that needs to be played with your friends, isn't it? That is what makes Sea of Thieves. Like I say, if you if you can get a code word and then ban someone to the brig, or just or just even while you're sailing, just to get all the instruments out and play a bit of songs and just just have fun with it. It's a game that's you know there to have fun, to just enjoy and communicate and meet other pirates essentially. And you know you'll get people. I've I've heard stories of people you know docking other players' ships, but then joining them just because it's you know fun to do so. And I think that's a really nice aspect. You don't you don't find many games like that anymore. So I think it's really really positive um, for Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So uh, to explain one of the experiences I, I had yesterday, we had a, a four person ship, and we were sailing about. We had filled with chests, and we encountered another ship. You make the decision as do you fight them or do you run? So we started to fight, and. The fun involved and the risk involved and those little decisions is what makes games great. And and CFE seems to be full of that. We we won the fight, but we basically had a, a broken ship. We we had to go back straight away, cash in the chess, you know, break up our our basically our chain, you know, what we had planned. Our plan was to move to the next island, get more items and then head back. And I like the fact that you're constantly made with a decision that affects not just you, but your teammates. You know, you're, you're trying to decide as a team, should we fight? Should we run? What should we do? You know, it, it's got that constant decision-making aspect that is going to make it really, really fun. And, and I think that's where the longevity comes in as well. Also, um, one thing that was picked up on or, or mentioned in the progress was the quest table. Which now that you see in action, is you fully understand it doesn't matter where you are in the game. You all vote on which quest you want to do next, and you all get the same rewards regardless. So no matter how far you are in the game, it doesn't matter what your teammate or where your teammate is in the game. You can all still play together, and you can see that really, really being the future of games. 
Yeah, I think that's quite quite good because I know um, like a lot of players have been like, oh, if we don't level up, can you know, can we play with you? Can we progress? Do we have to wait? Do we have to play more and catch up to you? And it, you know, that it's another another group uh, communication that that Rare replaced so nicely uh, that you can just you know, like you say, you just, all it is is a simple vote. Uh, which quest do you want to do? And I like the names of them. Uh, all the names of uh, the quests and stuff uh, is very, very good. The only thing I would hope becomes a thing is you can name name the boat. I think, did we name ours HM Booze Cruise last night? Yeah, HM, HM Booze Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> um, the HM Booze Cruise. That would be pretty cool if you could name it. Yeah, yeah. I think I named the, the solo ship. I have the HMS Brexit. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, the funny thing is, is I woke up this morning and I, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, we've got a podcast to record, but I can't wait to enter that world again. And we've played it quite a lot with the Alpha and, and going to the studio. Like, I don't remember it recently with PUBG, which I can't put down, but I can't actually remember another game like this that I've been that excited to play. And it isn't just for for me playing it, it's the, the encounters, the different people I'm going to be playing with over the next few years. And I just personally can't wait till this game releases now that the beat is out. Rhea, you've done a brilliant job. I tweeted out yesterday as well, and seeing how well it's doing on Mixer, Twitch, everything, people just being so interested in the game, I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, definitely a big congratulations to the team for such a wonderful game. And even even just seeing, like you're saying on Mixer and Twitch, you could go on, you could see everyone dressing up and everyone putting the full effort into the game because everyone just loved it so much. So yeah, definitely a big thank you and well done to uh, everyone at Rare. Have you been playing anything else this week since that's how we traditionally get the show started? <laughs> uh, other than that, the good old PUBG. Good old PUBG. I'm 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 a little bit too addicted to it to be fair. I did get another squad dinner, so that was lovely. That was uh, nice to add to my my very few list of chicken dinners. Uh, but no, other than that, I don't think I don't think I've even tried to look at any of the games. I've just all I've done is sat and play PUBG all the time. What about you, Ross? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I woke up very, very early this morning and I wanted to try something because I knew we were recording. Um, today, the EA UFC 3 trial started. So, like anyone with EA access, you get a 10 hour trial to a game seven days before release. Now, I've not tried career mode, but I have done a few fights. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's other than a few amendments to the controls and the way that the um, the hit bars work, essentially each area of the body now has health rather than an overall health bar, it's pretty much more of the same, which for me is a good thing because I like the UFC games. Uh, I don't know if you, you're into the UFC, Karina. Uh, no, not my type of games. <laughs> I thought Ronda Rousey was your idol, no? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, for me, I'm rubbish at it online. So UFC games are all about the career mode, which I thoroughly enjoy. So I probably will be picking this game up. But uh, it is literally for those that want to try it. If you've played the first two games, other than small amendments, it is a lot more of the same. 
I'll let you know next week when I've given it my full 10 hours or But will we find out what's been happening in the subreddit this week? You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. This week in the subreddit. Big news coming from Microsoft this week is changes to the Xbox Game Subscription, Games Pass. Um, So the main changes that were announced just a couple of days ago is that new future Microsoft exclusives will be included in Games Pass from release. And user uh, Gaddict1 got the double hit of the Karma Lottery by posting two things about this. He posted the original story that the exclusives will be a permanent pass and also the fact that future games will be included as well. So the three games that are specifically mentioned in the announcement are Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2 and Crackdown 3, but it has already been confirmed that the next Halo game, Gears of War game and the Forzas will also be available on launch day as part of Games Pass. Karina, I don't I think I've ever seen you play a Games Pass game. Did you have Games Pass before this? Was it something that excited you? Um, I did look into it. I think I bought well, when it first came out, um I think we all like everyone got a three month trial. I tried that and I think I bought the week after. The only problem was the games I wanted to play were kind of the games I already owned. Right. Um, So other than that, however, I must admit, this is definitely a game changer. The fact they've got new releases. For example, like like Crackdown 3, I haven't played the other Crackdowns and I don't know if I'd ever look into it really, even though it does look like a brilliant game. Um, However, now, obviously, I can get the game pass, try it out, and then if I like it, I'll buy the game. And same with State of Decay. Um, you know, that one I'm really, really interested in because I've had so much good reviews from the first one that I do I do want to try and look into the second one. And, of course, Sea of Thieves. I mean, I was already going to get the game anyway, but it, it's lovely that it's come onto Game Pass. I, I think this is a major, major move uh, for Xbox. Uh, definitely a big move. And I think it... I don't know. I think, I think it's what Xbox needed because I feel like Game Pass, even though people are interested... I don't feel it was as inclusive as it should have been. Um, you know, it was just, oh, look, it's another subscription thing. You know, like the same old for all the, you know, companies. Um, and people weren't that interested. But now it's sparked quite a lot of, uh, you know, promise. And I think I think it'll be a really good move for Xbox now. Really good move. Um, but I think Bioshock's in, the, in this month. And I've played Bioshock 1 and 2, but I haven't touched Infinite. So I'm definitely going to give that a try. I think they're already in that. I'm sure they're already in it, yeah. Um, There's a couple of 2K games getting added to Games Pass this month, which are replacements for older games. Um, So it's WWE 2K17 replacing 16, and the same for the the NBA game that they have as well. Um, So they've just basically added the most more later version. Uh, With that as well, the older games come off. So they are being replaced. Uh, but also I believe Metal Gear Solid 5 is coming off as well. But if you have it installed, you, you can continue to play it. That's one thing. Although you won't be able to install it after it comes off on the 1st of February. Um, you, if you have it installed, you'll still be able to continue to play it. So it's not too bad. 
This came out of absolute left field for me. Like, absolute left field. I did not expect Games Pass to have all these games. But it, it includes the thing that Microsoft saying that they will include this or games are part of a service. It's been described as the Netflix of games. Is that a fair comparison to compare it to Netflix? Um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing because Netflix being as so big as it is, uh, you know, it's I wouldn't want to be compared to it. But at the same time, it, I, I think you know Microsoft should be flattered that they are being compared in, but as a games version. And I think yeah, essentially that that is what it is. Um, and I really, I really do hope it hits off. Um, if anything, promotes more exclusives. Um, I definitely want to see more exclusives pop up from Microsoft. So it'd be nice to, you know, conjunct, uh, uh, yeah, cr- you know, put them in the Game Pass uh, as well. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that statement. I definitely would say it's the Netflix of gaming. Okay. Like as you mentioned before, I, I haven't played State of Decay. I, I, to be honest with you, it didn't really interest me beforehand, but the fact that State of Decay 2 is in here and I have a Games Pass subscription means I'm going to play it. There is absolutely no doubt that I'll, I'll, I'll end up playing it now because it's part of it. So if you're a developer, a Microsoft Studio developer, and you know that more people are going to be playing your game that are in a similar situation to me, is that, is that a positive for them? You know? Um, I think it gives gives people who wouldn't necessarily look at a certain type of games. I mean, I was the same like Crackdown. It, it never, you know, it's never been an interest to me, even though I know it's a big, loved game. Um, but the fact now that, you know, the third one's going to be on, I'll try it out. And if I enjoy it, then I'll gladly, you know, buy the game and support the developers. And I think this is a big chance to show off a lot of games to people that might not necessarily look at them not for the fact they don't like the games just for the fact of they might just think oh that doesn't seem like my type it's like PUBG when that was on PC I never I never thought about it and then watching streamers play it was what made me buy it on Xbox so it's the same if, if I'm getting the opportunity just what is, what is it six yes yeah, six ninety nine a month or seven ninety nine seven ninety nine a month seven ninety nine a don't month know what it is in dollars if I'm honest with you but uh, seven pounds ninety nine certainly for us in the in the UK. Um, a whole month. That's like less. That's just about two pound per week just to play like over a hundred and odd, a hundred plus games. That, that is brilliant, brilliant service. Why do you not think? Why did you think that they never left us to E three? This is a big announcement. This is, you know, when they announced backwards compatibility, it was a mic drop from Phil. You know, from mics of PR. Why do you think they announced this now on a random day in January? and not wait until E3 and say, oh, by the way, Sea of Thieves is now included in this. Get the sales for Sea of Thieves, and then drop it in the Games Pass on this date. Why do you not? Why do you think they never waited? I think it could be just to do with Sea of Thieves, for essential that, um, like, like you're saying, I mean, you could go the, the route of let them, let them sell the game, and then put out the Game Pass, but then there's essentially the backlash of everyone who's already bought the game, and they could be like, oh, we could have tried it on Game Pass first, etc. So maybe it's that, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, they could wait to June, July, but maybe they've got something else planned. I don't know. I'm quite interested to see what Microsoft will bring this year, because last year they had the X, so, you know, that's their big announcement, so I'll be quite curious to what they bring this year. Yeah, it makes me curious as well to think if they can announce this in a random day in January, what do they have in store? You know, exactly. 
Uh, I'd like to see all previous Microsoft exclusive titles getting added, so all the Forzas and everything else being added to E3. I think that would be a huge moment. You know, your entire Microsoft back catalogue all on here, right here, right now, for one monthly subscription. I think that would get so many people to sign up. Uh, also, for those that have been a PS4 owner, the majority of the, the generation, I believe this is a really, really smart business move. Um, we were in a, I've mentioned this before, but we're in a privileged time where people can have multiple consoles. And I, I'm sure that those that have a PS4 and have got a decision to make between an Xbox and a Switch, you know, that's a tough decision. There is great games on both of them, but something like Games Pass, which has a great back catalogue and future releases, surely that must help the purchase decision and making Xbox their, their second console, essentially. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Because, I mean, I mean, I know it's post-Christmas, but you know, there's always going to be the, oh, what console should I get, what console to get? And just just look at the library. Just look at Microsoft's library and how amazing it really is. You know, so many games. So many, so many. And um, one thing is this going to hit them financially. You know, people, but if people that are huge Microsoft fans that would have bought those three games that were specifically mentioned for the remainder of this year. Plus, you know, I'm assuming Ori is going to be included in that. That's a Microsoft exclusive game as well. And it's, it's true. Is that true out later this year? Uh, which game, sorry? Uh, Ori. Ori and the... Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'd be interested if they add that into it. Exactly. And, you know, the, what they've not yet announced. You know, these are all games that people would have paid day one, you know, full price for. But now they're just going to be getting a monthly subscription. Is is that going to affect sales of these? You know, what's your thoughts about that? You you work in game retail, you study games. You know, what's your thought on the the business aspect of it, the financial aspect of it? I literally just started that yesterday. <laughs> um, yeah, no. The, the the thing is, is you know, is is it worth it? I mean, surely for Microsoft to do something like this big, it should be. But if you're giving over a hundred games at seven what seven ninety nine a month. It's it, it are, are the de- developers getting money from this yeah, essentially? Yeah, they, I would you imagine know, I mean, it's similar to like Spotify, where it's if the games even launched once, they get a set amount, um, depending. I don't I don't know that's for fact, but that's how I'd imagine it work. Is once you play it once, they get a set amount, regardless of the amount of times that it's played. So it's more of like an activation fee that they would get for for that than than anything else, or they received a set amount at the beginning when they become when they become part of this. But I mean, it yeah. it'll be good from the sense of you know people playing that might not necessarily play, but then I don't I don't know because normally you know if you're paying what fifty pounds roughly for for a game that's straight to the developer, whereas you know, it's seven ninety nine a month split between all these, all these massive back catalogue of games. But is it worth? I mean, I suppose in the long run it's worth it, and especially if you're getting people that ha- wouldn't necessarily buy the game. Because I mean, I know their aim for the Game Pass is to get people to try the game and then let them buy it at a slightly discounted price. But I don't know. I think in the long run it'll be worth it, but maybe not in the short run. But then you can tell Game Pass is here to stay. So I wouldn't be worried. Yeah, well, for me, I was trying to do the math, right? So for me this year, I probably would have picked up, well, I would have picked up Sea of Thieves. There's no doubt about it. 
um, and I may have picked up Crackdown. So if that, for me, that's like £80, okay, roughly. Yeah. Um, but with Games Pass, I'm paying £8 a month, so I'm paying £96 a month. So immediately they've gained £16 from me. But then you've got the opportunity of having over 100 games. Exactly. It's, it's, so. a, it's a bonus for me. I'm not complaining. £16 and I'll, I'll play games that I would never have probably picked up or, or tried or, or anything like that. Now, although it's not official, like, I believe that some clarifications here, the, the play anywhere also works. So if yes, you, uh, yeah, sorry. If you're on a Microsoft store, you've got Games Pass, Gears of War 4, for example, at the moment, and you, you can, I can go and install Gears of War 4, you know, that, which is on Games Pass. That's absolutely fantastic. I can play it on PC. I can play it on, on Xbox. Do you think that people on PC will start to pick up Games Pass knowing that these games can be played on, on both platforms, even if they don't own an Xbox? Are PC users going to pick it up for the month to play Sea of Thieves? Uh, potentially Sea of Thieves. However, personally, I don't think at the moment. Now, this is what I, I really want Microsoft to bring out more Play Anywhere titles, uh, just because obviously I travel a lot. It's great for me just to play. But I don't think there's enough on there to justify it at the moment. I mean, you've got Recall, you've got, I mean, Sea of Thieves, definitely. You know, people will play it on the PC. But for games, for maybe the other Play Anywhere titles, I don't think there's enough to allow to be for just playing old PC users without Xboxes. I don't think it's enough to justify it. But then hopefully, I'm, I, I always, I really hope they bring out more Play Anywhere titles. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the whole, you know, cross-play PC and Xbox. Really big fan. So I do hope they bring out more. But at the moment, I don't think it's enough to justify just for PC games for that. Right. Well, anyway, no matter what, this seems to be a good decision for us, the gamers. Will it pay off on Microsoft? Time will tell. Other stories this week. Uh, a game that I know you are really looking forward to because it's similar to Destiny. EA's Destiny, as it's called, is Anthem, which is today has, or yesterday, should I say, has been announced. It's been delayed until 2019. Are you surprised? No. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not surprised with that. Uh, I did, I did believe it possibly would be delayed, but. I'm I'm disappointed. I was it was one of the games I was highly uh, excited for this year. Anthem just looks absolutely amazing. Um, I was quite curious to how they take it though. I was waiting for more gameplay videos, but it looks like we're not going to get them for some time right now. Um, I think I I reckon it's just because of all the backlash EA have been getting recently, which is a shame. You know, it's it's not nice to see any company get backlash. And if it, but then at the same time, I'd rather a game be delayed and be better quality than them just to rush it out and then it just be another well essentially kind of like another destiny too um I'd, i hate to say it but that's going a little bit downhill um especially with the community and um i would i would hate for them because i feel like anthem is n another community game that they want to bring to the community uh you know they want to bring up oh you can you can do quests with your friends and Things like that, and I feel I'd rather them delay it and it be perfect than them to rush it out just because people want want it. So maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I'd never want to see a game getting rushed out, but I don't know what EA's big game is this year. You know, 
you oh, usually get a battlefield or you usually got a um, last year you battle front and a need for speed game came out other than the sports titles and is it no way out i think it's called or something like that oh uh, way out yeah way that's out, yeah um I, I do not know what you have planned for the busy christmas or holiday periods this year like, I, I don't know what what title is coming out for them they mass effect last year as well no it's e3 is going to be exciting this year i think <laughs> i i really i really hope now, I kind of want this last year, but you could predict quite a lot. I hope there's something that we just don't expect. They're, they're the best types, the ones that you can't predict, the ones that, you, you know, you can just be like, oh, oh, this looks this looks amazing. You know, where did this come from? And I hope, hopefully, that's what happens. I think that's what EA need, to be honest. I think that's what they need. What, the surprise announcement? Here comes yeah. the next bat, um, Battlefield game. It's out in three months. Here's all <laughs> the details. Like, wait, Fallout. There you go. Yes, I've done it with Fallout. <laughs> Bethesda well, and Fallout and released the game the same year. Why can't other studios or big studios like Microsoft not do the same or, or EA, sorry? Um, I would love to see them do that, but their E3 conference is going to be really interesting. Here, here's a bunch of games coming next year after E3 next year. You know, like... That's what I mean. Nowadays, it's all, oh, here's a new game that we're going to show off. Oh, it's not coming for another two years. And then and you can predict, and then they show it again the E3 after, and it's it's like, we know that's coming out. Give us something fresh. Yeah. I think the consumer's changing for that. I think you may see some some later announcements because people are not too happy about the delays. I disagree that this is, is anything to do with the backlash. I, I think don't it's think, probably just game development. I think it's just game development. Yeah. yeah. Um, ultimately, they're a business. The longer a game takes to develop, it costs them more money. So this would not have been a, a light decision to take, especially after sort of announcing the year that it was due to come out. Um, but, you know, I don't think that you are the type of company that would just postpone a game because of backlash for an unrelated title. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I def- yeah, there is probably a lot more more into it and, you know, we'll, we'll never know the real reason, but yeah, it probably is a game development and you know, I'll, I'll say it again. I'd rather something be delayed and better quality. You know, Ubisoft took a year break for it. Uh, you know, what was another game? Like, you know, um, a lot of games get delayed these days. It's not a surprise. But if anything, they come out ten times better. So if that's what you know, if Anthem comes out a lot, a lot better quality, then fine. <laughs> Delay it another year if need be. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well. Just one last story. This is a shorter than usual episode just because of the time that we're recording and things like that. Um, but one last little thing that we got, uh, or I noticed on the subreddit this week, is that a person that has posted a PUBG character, it's a friend's PUBG character, who looks like Phil Spencer. <laughs> and that came from Janky <laughs> underscore XV1. What's that XV1? That's 16, isn't it? Janky 16. Yeah. XV1 in Roman numerals. But uh, anyway, I just thought it was a good story. If you go to the subreddit, even Major Nelson chimes in for comment to say that he's passing the link across. But it does look as if Phil Spencer has been hit in the face squarely with a pan. <laughs> oh, no, I've seen that. It looks brilliant. It, it really does. Even the picture they've uh, attached with it. Looks very, very close. (laughs) 
But anyway, we will be back next week with a normal episode. Apologies for the chef shorter episode, but we wanted to give our thoughts on the CFE's beta fresh as it released. So we'll be back next week and for another week, Xbox turn off. You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.